Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. On Monday, top four was still a possibility and now we're back to where we were a week before after a loss to Bright, uh, Brighton Burnley. Oh, where do we go from here? And Conte's interview after the game doesn't really make uh, pleasant uh, listening either. Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about that and much more besides. We've got two great guests, uh, Alan from Shelfside Spurs. How are you doing, Alan? Thanks so much for yeah, coming on. Okay, thank you, boys. Thank you very much for inviting and, uh, me. Just Thanks a quick one. Uh, 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 Rez has been on here before, but uh, uh, where can people find your, your uh, stream? We're on a Thursday night, so we'll be on tonight at 7.30. We've got a very special guest coming up next Thursday in the great Steve Perryman. Oh, he's, wow. joining, he's joining us. We had Mickey Hazard a couple of weeks ago, which was superb. It just keeps oh, It just gives you that vibe, you know. But, yeah. I keep trying to get some of the new, the, the players that are on there today, <laughs> but I can't get them. <laughs> well, they're going to be moaned at if they go on any Spurs streams. So I'm sure they don't want yeah. it. But uh, yeah, but both Alan and Justin's uh, Twitter handles are in the description, and Shelfside Spurs uh, YouTube link is in the description as well. And Justin, welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you so much. Yeah, not too bad. Just uh, a shame of the result, but fingers crossed Saturday will will be better, especially yeah. if we're playing Leeds. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, Eugene in the chat. How you doing, Eugene? Hi, welcome out to everyone to Let's Talk Tottenham. Leave you out. And uh, for anyone who didn't see it, uh, go and check Eugene's latest video out. Uh, Bob Spur was on that one. Uh, yeah. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that. About halfway through, he, he came in. Uh, absolutely brilliant to see Bob Spur on there, and we all wish him well here. Uh, everyone in the chat, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe. Uh, you know, we're in a bad mood at the moment, so all the likes would help. Uh, <laughs> really helps the channel. I uh, really appreciate it. But, uh, Alan, we'll start with top four done again. Uh, we were talking about this off air. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not mathematically, it's not done. No. If we can't be beating teams at the bottom and, and stuff like that, we can beat all the teams around the top as we want. But it's about what you, you've got to beat the teams at the bottom, starting with Leeds. Yeah. And uh, I'm adamant to not, if we beat Leeds, come on here uh, on Monday and go, well, we're top four again, because yeah. it's but just it, too inconsistent. But where do you stand on the top four possibility? Well, the, bon the bonus with the bonus with Leeds, I'll always look on the bright side until it's it, it's totally impossible anyway. Uh, the, the bonus with Leeds is they, they are too close to the bottom to be doing a sit sit back i know burnley when with burnley they they were attacking us but they was always in a position to be able to drop deep enough to, to avoid that counter i don't think leeds have got that in their mindset i think <laughs> and and that, that that could play into our hands in a sense of we could see the counter of like we did against man city you know that one that put us on the top of the roller coaster ride mm. Which we see then to finally arrive on the oh shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I and mean, Justin, where do you stand? I mean, uh, I, I agree with Alan there. Leeds don't know anything else but to attack, whereas Burnley are, are, are a lot more defensive. So, we'll sit back, it's always going to be a different game to the Man City game. Similar to Leeds, I think Man City were always going to attack us. They're the better team by quite a margin, and they were at home, so that leaves open the counter attack. I expect that to happen against Leeds. Uh, I expect Leeds to score against us, but Burnley was a completely different situation. But where do you stand on the top four uh, relating to Spurs? Are they out of it, or, or, or is there still a chance for you? 
I don't see, I, I personally, I don't see it. I, I think the actual teams ahead of us are are doing enough. I think when you look at the, the games, and I think there's two games in particular that had it been Tottenham, I think we'd, that, that results would have been different in terms of when United played Leeds and 1-4-2, and, and bearing in mind they were 2-0 up at one point and Leeds pulled it back to 2-2 you could see potentially that Leeds were going to do it. Uh, and and in the end, United uh, got the two goals and, and got the win. And I think similar with Arsenal and Wolves, you could see that when it got tough and they were 1-0 down, they didn't sort of um, shy away. They, they kept fighting and, and they got the result. And, and what I found very interesting is, you know, we played Wolves, you know, last week uh, or a week or so ago um, and, you know, Arsenal did. And you could see the difference between the two teams. You know, when when we went 1-0 down, heads went down, body language was down. It was a case of, oh, this is it. We might as well just not even bother. And sure enough, we didn't. Whereas Arsenal thought, no, actually, we, we want to fight. We want to actually do this. We want to um, achieve our goal in terms of winning the game and, and pushing on for, for, for top four. So... I think the, the the issue really is is that we you know the reason that we turn up for the big games is that it's a bigger occasion. I think in a in a strange way, City suit playing rather than than Burnley because you know Burnley are a very you know in your face aggressive uh, team uh, who know that they're in for a fight, especially with what is going on. You know, they got a fantastic result against Brighton uh, at the weekend, which nobody uh, expected. Mm. You know, they've got the, the striker who um, I would have loved to have had at Tottenham uh, in, well, Weghorst. I, I think he very much epitomises what Burnley are looking to do and actually offers a better goal threat to Chris Wood. So I think from that aspect, that, um, you know, has, has really helped their cause and, and I think as well, they, you know, generally how they set up, it just doesn't suit us in the conditions, things like that, which is a pathetic situation for this football club to be in that, you know, you, 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 you've almost got to pick the times you play Burnley because if you play Burnley at their best, you know, we've seen it in the past when we play Burnley at their best, we just can't, we can't cope with them. We, we, we seem to struggle um, away from home. It's almost like, it's an up and down ground to go to for us at Turf Moor. So for me, I, I, I generally think top four is done. I, you know, yes, you know, we were talking before we went on air about if we win the games against the bigger teams and okay, that might suit us. But as we've shown, we can't win the little games, you know, the, the games that we, that we should have more consistency in winning. And I think what we've seen from, you know, I probably would say more um, Arsenal and Man United. I think West Ham, we've seen that they've become more hit and miss. They're almost becoming a little bit like us. As I said, they got that draw against Newcastle, which they would have expected to win. So I do think it's going to be between those two. But for me, I actually would rather, if we're not going to get top four, I don't want any Europe. No. I don't want Europe at all. I'd rather just turn around, be out of Europe completely, because let's not forget, when Conte went into Chelsea and won the league, they were ninth the previous year. So from from that do you, aspect, do, do you gives, think that 
do you think that will cause the Harry Kane situation again, or do you think that's going to be happening anyway, regardless of what happens this season? I think it's, to be honest, I think the Harry Kane situation is now intertwined with the Antonio Conte situation. Because let, let, let's, let's not forget, you know, Harry Kane turned up against Manchester City and showed Manchester City where they wasted £100 million. Because I don't think Jack Grealish, as much of a, as a fantastic player as I think he is, I don't think he's improved that team. He's, he's given them depth to the squad. But as they've shown, if Harry Kane had been in that team, you know, the, the league would be done. Champions League would pretty much just be a foregone conclusion. So... I don't. I think what we're going to see, because the difference with Mourinho, because he would, I think he would have stuck with Mourinho, is that Mourinho will moan and whine and complain until he's sacked. He he wants he will he'd have been wanted to be paid off. Conte won't hang around if he's seeing early on, you know, let's say mid August, he hasn't got what he wants. He will leave. And then Kane will leave as well, you know. And then the problem you've got there for Tottenham is he's 28 years old. His value will start to drop. You could probably argue you might still be able to get 100, 150 million pounds. But let's not forget Mbappe comes into the situation. Harlan comes into the situation. So there are different strikers out there that people are going to be looking for. But I would say with Harry Kane, it's I do what Conte does. Simple as that. Yeah. And uh, where where do you stay? We'll come on to the Conte's interview in a little bit, Alan. But uh, I mean, I, I didn't watch the game. Uh, I was at the cinema watching Death in an Arve, a good film, and it's the first film ever in my life that I've guessed what happens before it actually happens. Very pleased with that. And then I come back, go on to BBC Sport, and then my evening gets ruined. Yeah, uh, well, uh, so I didn't watch the game. I watched a couple of uh, a couple of minutes highlights. You watched the game, and you were saying off air that you didn't think yeah. we, we played that bad. So. It's very different to the Southampton game where they out outshot us yeah. by quite a, a margin. Whereas looking at BBC, we had slightly more shots than them. Kane yeah. hit the bar. Uh, yeah, uh, what did you make of the game? Uh, kind of it could have, uh, watching it, it live. Well, put it this way: so, like, we could have, you know, we were pretty unlucky not to score in the first twenty seconds. You know, we had a we had, there was an opportunity there, but a deflection on another day. If it had been if it had been us. Would have gone in the goal, uh, but Pope Pope managed to turn it around the corner. Um, when when you see the Wolves game and the, the Southampton game, we were in this one compared to them two. We were out. We didn't, even though we were beating Southampton on two occasions, like leading. We never really looked like we deserved to deserved anything from the game. Southampton won the game; they deserved it. Wolves won the game. They deserved it. We didn't deserve nothing out of it. We didn't deserve a point. If we'd got, a, if we'd got worse, the point on Wednesday, that would have been the least. Uh, yeah, we had chances. We had chances. We just never, we just never got enough of them on target on the day, and um, we never got one. In, we, we never got them in the back of the net. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I still say to this day, I think it was a very soft free kick that led to their goal, but. In the second half, I did. In the first half, they looked more threatening, but I didn't really think they they scared us. I didn't. They didn't scare me. I wasn't sort of like thinking, "Oh, bloody hell, come on, Tottenham, come on." Whereas in the second half, I thought there's only going to be one winner, and it weren't us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
yeah, no, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. could see the way things were going. We weren't getting the breaks. We weren't, you know, hit, hit, we hit the bar, you know, another day it hits the underside of the bar, goes in. And yeah. we just weren't getting the breaks. We, we were taking shots on that weren't even troubling Pope. But once that, every time we give a free kick away anywhere near our area, I just, fre I, I just started to worry that it was going to happen then. Yeah, and Justin, I, I don't know if you watched the game, but I, I was always worried about it. I said it on here. I was on Turf Morehouse TV, uh, Burnley fan uh, down there. Check that out uh, on Tuesday and said pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Completely different game to Man City. They'll open up against us. Burnley won't. So it's going to be a really, really tight game. Probably a, possibly a set piece or, or corner or something like that, that that decides it. And unfortunately, I was right. And unfortunately, the wrong side got that free kick. Uh, I'm not sure what Romero was doing. He, he got the wrong side of him from, from the start and then kind of craned his neck, uh, made it quite easy for, for me to get the header there. Uh, yeah, what did you make of the game? And uh, yeah, do, do you agree with Alan that we deserve something from the game? Or, or, or yeah, what, what's I, uh, I mean, overall, I think Burnley were the, were the better team. You know, they you could tell that that, that sort of scrappy style suited them. I think probably what didn't help was when he brought on uh, Mora um, and I think it took off Royale. Um, it, it kind of gave them more opportunity to get down the right-hand side. So, uh, yes, OK, we, we hit the crossbar, but I, I don't think overall, you know, in a scrappy game like that, that, that we probably deserve to get much from it at all. So, and, and and that's always been Tottenham's Achilles heel. It's not been, you know, there's no difference whether it be Conte or Mourinho or Pochettino, you know, or even Nuno. When it came to scrappy games, when you knew you were going to be in a fight, we just don't, we don't have it. It doesn't seem to, to sit well enough with um, those players. And, 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 and look, you know, we, okay, Romero got, you know, caught out of position for for the goal but the one area that i don't think we did too badly at was the um the three at the back i thought that they kind of did okay they sort of marshaled burnley's attacks quite well um it was just unfortunately um as you said you called it where it was going to be um a one goal sort of difference and that sort of went the way of of burnley i think if we'd have got a goal before that you know, and, and we could have maybe then controlled the game better. But when it was a game that was scrappy, um, you know, edgy and, and was going to be a difficult one, it, it just doesn't suit Tottenham. You know, one of the things that I've always said, um, and I was saying on the All Things Tottenham show that we recorded last night, was that there just isn't a plan B. You know, it is a case of, and, and what's worrying is, is that that's been no different to you know, all the way back to Pochettino, you know, if we can't break a team down, just keep doing the same thing. It's almost like the definition of madness. Just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and expecting something different um, from it. And and that I always find really frustrating. And, you know, why we didn't go and get a, a striker in January when, you know, 
we saw Newcastle get one. We saw Burnley get one to replace that one. You know, I know people say it was more urgent, but not being funny, I think Veghorst cost about 12 or 12 to 14 million pounds. Mm-hmm. Would it would would he have not been a bad shout to have up there if, you know, because one of the things that Tottenham could have done was almost drop Kane deep into like a number 10 role and have that target man up there. I mean, I, I said Dane Scarlett, but that's only because we've got no one else. You know, unless yeah. they would have been prepared to to put Bergvine up there. But it almost seems as though there are certain players as well will play regardless. You know, I think, you know, there's I, I do think that we, you know, we, we at some point maybe need to look at does Son need a break? Does Kane need a break? You know, does do, do other players you know, I mean, we did it with Hoiberg. He got a break. You know, we, I know that Regulon's getting over COVID and I think he's just getting over an injury. But, you know, in effect, it may be doing him good for him to have a, a, a break. So I think that is where it does impact on Tottenham. You know, particularly, I think Conte's comments, I know we're going to talk about the, the interview afterwards, but the one before where he said Kane will play when it, you know, regardless of where, <laughs> I mean, whether he's only got one leg. And and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, but that defines Tottenham's problem. Yes, he has been brilliant for us, but you know, you, you look at the top teams; they're not afraid to to say, right, you're not playing that game. You we need you for the next one. You know, um, you you look at Liverpool with Firmino. You look at Guardiola with Sterling. You know, two players who would walk straight into the Tottenham team, and yet at times we'll be told, no, you don't, you're not needed for this one. We'll play you on the next one. And, and that is that where highlights our, our, our obvious problem, the strength in depth. You can't drop Kane because there's no one there. You can drop Sterling because he's got Mares, he's got Grealish, he's got Foden. And that highlights our problem. And, and another problem, Alan, uh, well, I've cut you off there, Justin. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, all, all <laughs> I was, no, to be fair, all I was going to say was that I, I understand what you're saying with that. And yes, that does come down to a massive issue with recruitment. But one of the other problems also is, is if you if you haven't, if the recruitment is a problem, then you use what you've got, you know, even if it does mean, because that highlights it better. You know, if you're turning around and having to say, right, I'm going to have to put Dane Scarlett on because you haven't given me that, mm. that then shows in clear black and white what you've done, which is you've not given me what I needed. So I'm having to rely on this rather than, you know, people saying, oh, well, Kane wasn't at his best. Well, Kane's having to almost play every single minute and not being given that opportunity. So, yes, I do. I do agree. You know, our recruitment has been terrible for that. But you almost have to sit there and think, OK, well, if, I, you know, we need a plan B, so I will use the players you've given me. And if, it, and if people say, well, that didn't work, it's like, well, that's all I've got. You know, you're right. Sterling has the opportunity to be rested for Mares or Grealish or people like that. But Tottenham have to use what they've got. And if it does highlight that there's a problem, then that takes it back onto the board, the owners, because you can then say, well, Tottenham did try something different, but the personnel weren't good enough. And who's the fault that that's the personnel we've got? The owners. Rather yeah. than just sticking what we've got and flogging a dead think, horse. Yeah, I think the problem. I think the pro- problem. And I know it sounds really silly, but I think the biggest problem we've got is Kane is so influential and such an important player. I think we do have. Uh, I don't think it's always a case of. The, uh, uh, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, Nick out myself. Yeah, but I don't think it's a case of always that 
we've, we can't get a striker in. It's a case of, does that striker want to come? You know what I mean? Well, I think workhorse would have actually come. But yeah, exactly. They, but they, do they want to be... A, they know that majority of the time they will be sat on the bench. Yeah? Because Kane will always be first choice. Yeah, we need someone... We need someone to come in and be able to make Kane have to think about his game and not consider himself being first choice. But at the moment, I, I don't know. I just think I think we've lost out on signing strikers because they think, hmm, why why am I going to go there when I can go there and play every week and get the same sort of money in wages and pick up my bonuses? Whereas if I go to Tottenham, all I'm ever going to get is a substitute bonus. I'm never going to be picking up any other bonuses, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and sorry, well, I, I think, think... What well, I would say, and apologies for interrupting, is you look at, I think, probably the best second striker we've had in a while, which was Llorente. You know, he was yeah. instrumental because he did that. He gave yeah. that plan B. And if you actually look at... And I remember going back to the Champions League game, uh, not just the City away, but Ajax away. Yeah, he changed know. the game at home. But look, at, but look at his age. But what I'm saying is, look at his age. If if he had been younger, would he, he might have stayed? At, he might we he might not wanted because he, he wanted to play more because he was playing Swansea when he was playing at Swansea. He's playing week in week out. Yeah, when he came to Spurs, all he ever done really was came on occasionally, and we didn't really even use him to his strengths. When I think he did though, come to on. be fair, there that's that is the the, the failings of the recruitment because yeah. if you're going after players who want to be a first choice striker and demand to be you know it almost comes back to that Laturo Martinez deal that they talked about that they've done which it's amazing how that 60 million quid has still never materialized I don't know where that went yes. um you know but why go for why are you going after somebody like that when you know full well he ain't gonna come you know that's yeah. equivalent to me going into a Ferrari garage with a tenner and saying what can I get with this yeah. you know I'm not gonna that, get anything that, that's to create the image that we're trying to be ambitious and do this with, with you know possibly well mm. no one actually knows because no one actually knows the actual the details of that but from the outside it looks like let's go for him he's a real top star we know we can't get him but it'll create the image that we're yeah. trying but I, I go back I I, I think there was, there was one thing in the three-minute highlights I saw, and it was Emerson's chance when Kane dropped deep. Alan uh, put a lovely ball in, and then it started being a bit of pinball. Which it, the ball in was lovely for volley, first-time volley. If that was Kane, it might not have gone in, but it would have been a shot on target. And you know, the playmaker should be playing that ball to the striker, not the striker playing it to the right wing back. So, yeah. yeah. In terms of recruitment, I, I agree we need another striker and a plan B. And and Veghorst would have been absolutely superb with the way that we're playing at the moment without a, yeah. a, a, a playmaker because you hoop that <laughs> long and then he wins yeah. the flick-ons and then it's the Sun's jobs, the Bergvine's yeah. jobs, the Morva's jobs, uh, Kulisevsky as well, to do the running for him and get around him to win those flick-ons. But without a playmaker, the way that we're no. playing, it's, it's fine coming deep, Kane. You have to have someone go further on. As England, mm. Scotland in the Euros was a perfect example. No one went further beyond him, and that's why the game was so boring. We looked so unthreatening. Uh, whereas the other game, Sterling then took it upon himself to be the striker when Kane came deep, and then we looked threatening. And and that's what Sun was doing under Mourinho, and that seems to have stopped. Mm. But yeah, I don't know what's wrong uh, with Sonny at the moment. Sonny, nah. Sonny to me, I, I I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed. It's been like. I think even with the Southampton, with the Wolves game, 
even even against Man City and and especially against Burnley, there was there's four or five opportunities there where he would usually take a pop with his right foot, mm. and yet he's not taken one shot. And two or three times he pulled it back on his left, weakened it, and then literally passed it to the goalkeeper. Well, just to echo that, the Man City goal that, that Kulisevsky scored, I was yeah. I watched it and I thought. Has he not taken a shot and he squares it? Okay, it went yeah. in, but I was stunned by that. Yeah. To, to, to be fair on that one, the Man City goal, I think what's happened is Emerson came out really quickly. And if you look when he's passed it, he's taken an absolute clattering. So it could have been a penalty. Yeah. If, uh, you know. So I think he's seen that that I'm going to get clattered here. The keeper's too close. So he's going to yeah. hit his foot and go anywhere. Kulisevsky's in a better position and possibly give him a bit of confidence, get his first goal and lay yeah. it on a plate for him. But so I, I don't blame Son for that. Uh, no, well, but it just to me it just seems as though he he seems to be taking away that effort, taking that effort on with his right foot, and wondering whether he's carrying either a niggle there or he's got a bet with someone that his next goal is going to be with his left foot. Because <laughs> I tell you something, it just weird. I can't remember the last time he took a chance with his right foot and attempted yeah. to go for goal. So, someone did say during the game against City it, it, on the Spurs uh, WhatsApp groups, it may very well have been Alex, but I, I, I could have that wrong. But someone definitely said it looks like he's taken a knock on his left leg because he's on his right leg, sorry, or something like that. But then that yeah. doesn't then explain the goal that Kane scored, the first one. Yeah. Lovely ball yeah. from Sun. But um, yeah, Alan, uh, obviously a massive win for Brighton, uh, for Burnley. Do you think it's an even bigger win for Burnley and an even bigger win for uh, for Leeds in the sense that Leeds now really, they don't have to win against us. Their season, if you're at the bottom end, going to be defined on how you do against uh, teams in the top half. It's going to be how you do against teams at the bottom. But do, do you think they'll look at us as well and go, well, they're there for the taking because they're defence and we back our attacking, even though they don't have Bamford? Or do you, uh, they're, they're not going to sit back because Leeds can't do that. They also can't do that. Because Leeds but don't do, do that. Do, do you think it will re-emphasize for them with uh, Burnley winning that one and Brighton? Uh, we have to win this game and then their motivation is fully on winning this game rather than well, we've got a six-pointer next week, which we really have to win that. Let's just do damage limitation against Spurs. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't think Leeds play that way. I, I don't think they, they play any game any differently. They literally play from the front foot from minute one to the game. Uh, I mean, I was at the game at home. I went to see, see us when we when we beat them 2-1 at home and sort of like uh, when they scored just before half-time, I must admit, at the time, the way we were playing, I didn't see us coming back because, but we'd done something different in the second half. We started to press them. Uh, we was more on the front foot, and to be honest with you, the, the second half on that game, we there's only one team that really deserved to win it. But Leeds deserved it. on their first half performance. They deserved it, you know. Um, but I don't, think, I don't ever, you know, I, I watch a lot of football because I play, I play fantasy football a lot. And so I always watch football to keep me in mind on, do I want to buy that player into my team? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I don't ever see Leeds changing their style. They literally, they're always on the front foot. They've, and they don't, they don't defend deep. So, so like, you know, if you can catch them quickly and catch them quickly and early in the first half, a bit like Man United. And then, I mean, Let's be fair. I know they came back and pulled it back to two-two, but the first goal they scored, 
against Man United was just a fluke. You know what I mean? <laughs> will, will, will that happen again? You know, are they going to are they going to get a fluky goal like that? Yeah, it, it can happen, but I don't see. I, as I say, it's put it this way. The one thing I I can definitely say uh, it won't be. I don't think on Saturday. I don't think it'll be a nil nil. <laughs> well, if it is nil nil, uh, uh, you know, in the description, Alan's uh, Twitter handle is in there, so you can blame him. No, my Twitter handle is not in there. My <laughs> no, no, that's that's Shelfside Spurs the, the podcast. My Twitter right. handle is at Lighty L I G H T Y sixty four. Yeah, so that'll be, in there as, that'll be in uh, there as well. So if it is nil nil, but I agree with you, Alan. I'd, I'd be absolutely amazed if it's nil nil on Saturday. But um, yeah, so we'll come on to that before we go on to the whole Conte situation. Uh, Leeds versus Spurs. Uh, Justin, uh, do, do you expect what uh, uh, Alan's talks about there, or do you expect something different, or, or how, how do you expect the day the game to pan out? No, I, I, I think that's pretty much spot on. Um, let's not forget Bielsa plays one way. You know, he's he's very similar to Tottenham. It's plan A, and if plan A doesn't work, do plan A again and just repeat it until <laughs> plan A works, you know. So we, we know they're not going to do anything different. They are now in uh, a relegation scrap, and I think that the, the six points that Burnley have picked up and the nine points that Newcastle have picked up haven't really helped their, their situation at all. I think the only sort of benefits they've got is that Everton are playing just as bad, <laughs> Um, and Brentford are starting to sink like a stone. So yeah. I think that could potentially be helping them. But if I was to pick a game that I wanted Tottenham to play next, to try and hopefully, you know, get back to what they did against City, it would be Leeds. Yeah. Because Leeds play that way. You know, they're all guns blazing. Everybody attacks. I think even when they were 5-0 down against Liverpool, they were still trying to attack. Rather than damage limitation, they were still trying to go forward. So I just think that we we need to try and settle into the game, let them try and do what they want and, and just pick them off on the counter. You know, I mean, I predicted, as I said on uh, the All Things Tottenham show, I predicted it would be 3-1 Tottenham because I just think Leeds will score because yeah. I don't, I can't recall the last time they haven't and they've always seemed to got it. And when you've got a player like Rafinha in your team, um, who I think is world-class and honestly, I would be screaming for, for Tottenham to sign because I think he would be a game changer. And I think, although he doesn't play as a playmaker, gives that option if needed. But, you know, him and Son and, and Kane as as a three, I think would be sensational. I really do. Um, but we'll obviously have to wait and see what Tottenham do. I think the problem is, is that he'll cost money, which will be a, a bit of a sticking point for Levy. So, but in terms of the game itself, you know, I'm with all of you and my Twitter handle is on there. So if this does end as a dull <laughs> nil-nil draw, I will apologise because I can't see it. You know, honestly, I I think hell would have to freeze over for, for Leeds to go, do you know what, we're going we're, we're gonna to sit back. We're going to dig in on this one because I can't think since Bielsa has been there, I've never seen play, Leeds play that way. So I don't think it will start. I think the only way Leeds actually will do anything, which I think it's too late to do now, is if they, they got rid of Bielsa and got someone else in, because that's all he does is literally attack, attack, attack and keep going. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously entertaining and it was superb last season, but 
you've got to have some kind of balance there. Uh, mm. But yeah, I, I, I can't see it being nil-nil unless both of the keepers have an absolute blinder for 90 minutes. But I think it'd be so attacking that, that they'd have to have like an 11 out of 10, both of them, for that to happen. But uh, before we move on to Conte, Alan, uh, just a... Uh, uh, Apart with the uh, uh, the goal that Burnley scored, did uh, Ben Mee want it more than Romero? Romero's shape was all wrong. Uh, his his he he was the wrong side. Um, and I just point it out. I, I mentioned it with uh, Loris with the first City goal yesterday. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that people should be having a go at players and moaning at players, but I, I quite like Sanchez. Whether he's good enough is another point, and he has made a lot of mistakes. But if if that was Sanchez, there'd be all sorts of stuff on Twitter going useless, get out of my club, blah blah blah. With Romero, he's obviously been a, a massive step up on Sanchez, uh, and Loris has made four mistakes in two games. He didn't yesterday, uh, Wednesday. Uh, what did you make of that? Do you think it was just a bit of a lapse? Do you think yeah. it, it, it's a lack of uh, uh, what am I? What's the word? The uh, uh, fire, uh, uh, motivation, uh, whatever. Think, what, what did you think of the shape? I think of sometimes if you put, I think sometimes if you put a ball into a certain area, then that sometimes the person that's going to be coming onto the ball is going to have a, a better opportunity than the person that's a little bit more static. If you think of it, when you're a defender, you're not really attacking the ball, you're waiting for the ball. Whereas, yeah, it could have been the case of perhaps he weren't the right person to be on the back post, perhaps Dyer should have been on the back post. I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, so like, it, Romero's been one of our, we've had one win in four games, or in our last four games, and Romero's been mostly our, our best player. Yeah, yeah, he suffered. He suffered on what that one occasion against uh, Ben Mee, who's strong in the air. You know, um, I think myself the the the, the where from where the free kick was and the flight it went. I'm shocked that Luis didn't even attempt to try and make an effort. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, the minute he, the minute he because Loris can see the ball, the flight of the ball, so he knows it's going to be going long. Now, if Loris sees that ball going long, he knows that the only way we don't concede is if the player misses the effort or he doesn't get to the effort. If he gets to the effort and it's on target, there's very little... The only shot, oh, the only other chance would possibly be if he headed it straight at Loris. I don't even think Loris sees position in there. So, um, I, I, to be honest with you, I'd be more inclined to blame Loris more than I would actually blame Romero that occasion yeah i mean a couple of comments simply ace uh, back to lead confidence of our team is rock bottom <laughs> crazy to say that after when it's less than a week after we beat top of the league and possibly the champions we are there for the taking leads regardless of the result will always give 100 percent we fancy their chances and who would not against us no no regarding romero he, he looks a very good defender needs to cut out mistakes if he's to be a top world class defender uh, what do you make of the goal uh justin uh and and he's made two mistakes in two games for Miro. The penalty against City was well, whether that's a mistake or not. I'm I think that sure. one's harsh. A, it was, but, yeah, it, it was yeah. a definite penalty because he did have his arm in an unnatural angle and he has moved it down, even albeit slightly. Uh, but he's right there, isn't he? Simply ace. Uh, you've got to cut those mistakes out. Same with Lovis as well. That's uh, four, five mistakes. If, if uh, uh, what Alan's saying there is, it's Lovis's fault for not claiming it in, in three games and and couple of goals uh, conceded, uh, well, four goals conceded because of that. Uh, 
I'm not for one minute saying drop Loris and put Galini in, drop Romero and put Sanchez in. Uh, Sanchez has made mistakes quite a lot, and Galini pretty much uh, every time he's put the gloves on. Uh, but they do have to cut those out, don't they? And, and yeah, I mean, let's let's not forget here. I, I mean, I'm I'm not so sure. I don't think Lloris really was too much of fault. I think unfortunately he looked read the situation that Romero would deal with it. And the fact of it, it being it, is, is that it was a brilliant ball in as well. We, did, we yeah. do have to be fair to uh, Burnley. I don't know who put the ball in. Yeah, I mean, fantastic I, I ball. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Similar to Kulisevsky on the winning goal against City, the ball in to say to the strikers. Now do your job. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and and, let, and let's not forget. I I think to be fair with regards to Romero, if we, if we look at what he is bringing when he's playing, particularly with Dyer, you know, in in that back line, there is a much more of a what we've been used to when we had Vertonghen and Alderweireld. You know, in a in a sense of that. We, you know, there is more of a stability at the back. I think what we've got to remember is when Dyer isn't there, we he is a headless chicken. And I, and I think that's something that is still being worked on. You know, the amount of times we've seen Romero try and burst forward, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think potentially, though, what we need to make sure of, which is where a replacement for Ben Davis needs to come in the sense of that if he is going to burst forward, we can drop almost from a three uh, to a two at the back. And then the, the you know, the, the wing backs are dropping back into fullback position. You know, if he is going to go on a, a mazy sort of, um, you know, run forward. So what I would say with regards to the, to the goal, I mean, yeah, Ben Mee clearly wants it more, um, you know, and he got, poorly positioned for it, Romero, but let, let's not forget what we've seen of Romero so far is a darn sight better than what we've, I think, ever seen from Sanchez, you know, because from what I've seen, Sanchez is far too erratic and I don't think, I mean, let's, I, I you know, okay, Romero was in poorly positioned. I don't even think Sanchez would have got anywhere near it, if, if I'm being brutally honest, <laughs> I don't. So I think we have to accept that there are flaws in that. But I think if we can go out and get a left-sided centre-back to play with Dyer and Romero, I think then it will be much more stable because then you've got three top-quality centre-backs and then you decide on who, who you want to keep as, like, backup. You know, I can imagine you'll probably keep Davies and, and one other. Um, and then either Roden or, or, or Sanchez will seek pastures new. So... I would say, yes, there is a mistake in him, but it is his first season. And I think what we, we've got to look at is there's more positives than negatives, which can be built on. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not for one minute saying, that, you know, get him out. He's a liability, bring Sanchez in. But he, he does need to stop those uh, errors. Same for Loris. Uh, a couple of comments. Daryl Denton, uh, dinner, dinner time kickoff. This won't be a classic. Well, it probably helps us if it's not end-to-end. Uh, Mr. K in the chat. How you doing, Mr. K? Any chance Skip coming back? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I, I've heard the injury is a bit more... Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard infection. It's got an infection or something. In yeah. the in, oh, right. Infection in the injury itself. Yeah. So I, I read something totally today as well, whether it's true or not. It hasn't come from Tottenham, that Benton Kerr's injured as well. Uh, yeah, he's out. So possibly, possibly that was why Winks came on, presumably at half-time, 45 minutes uh, against Burnley. But uh, 
Uh, you know, we, we, we've uh, skipped the big story. The big story isn't the fact that we lost to Burnley. We've got a game coming up. It's what happened after Burnley, which we all know about. And it's Conte's interview. Oh, dear. Uh, start with you, Alan. He said that if the coach is the problem, I've got no problem going. He's also said, you know, th this was after City. He said that it's the best group of players he's had in his career. And now all of a sudden he's saying that it, it's it's all, all over well, the I place. Think, uh, I think do, his do comment, think, do, I think his comment was, was people, wasn't it? I think he said yeah, best group uh, of people. In oh, other words, okay. so like... So, so, do, do, do you think the whole comment is, I'm really fed up, I'm going to leave if you don't sort something out? Or do you think it's... I saw something on BBC on, on someone writing in saying it was very clever because it said, if the coach is the problem. He knows the coach isn't the problem. And Levy then says either, no, you're not the problem, you're the man, or you're fired. If it's the first, then he has to back yeah. him. <laughs> I mean, that's a yeah. whole different conversation, isn't it? Levy backing the manager. But uh, what did you make of his interview? Um, Scary. Hmm. Scary and worrying. Um, as I say, he, he looked fed up, didn't he? He looked like he yeah. just couldn't be bothered, and yeah, it, but he came he came across that little bit, come across that way a little bit without saying the words after the Wolves, the Southampton, the Wolves game. He came over that with that feel, you know what I mean? Uh, he just never mentioned the same wording. Um, and so when when you're a winner like Conte is, and you've lost four out of five, four out of your five games, that is like. He, to be honest with you, he looked like a fan. He was like as if he was a fan doing an interview. He, he know, mentioned he, as well the fans, didn't he? He said yeah. um, something along the lines of the fans don't deserve this, but you know, yeah. <laughs> you could be mentioned at any time in the last four years. Yeah, yeah. He, as I say, I, I, worrying, the only thing that worrying, worrying me will be how the players have taken it, if they've taken it in the way, because as I say, he kind of pointed out to me the players that are not there that are there are not good enough. You know, he mentioned the managers go, the blah, the coaches go, the blah 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 go, but the players are still there. And my 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 to me that pointed out like to say, well, these players are just ain't good enough. Now, not being funny, but if you're a player, <laughs> if you're a player and you take that on board, how are you going to take it? Are you going to take it of Oh well, if you if you feel like that, I won't bother putting even in twenty five percent next week, rather than yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's scary. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. I, I think Pochettino is very much on the arm round the shoulder. You make a mistake, it's okay. I've asked you to do this, just uh, try and be better next time. Whereas Mourinho was very much, uh, you make a mistake, I'm you shooting play you. You're never playing for me again. Uh, a Conte, if he's doing that as well, that worries me because, with the exception of maybe a Kane and a Son, maybe a Dyer as well, you can't talk to players like that these days. They're so so pampered and so yeah. involved in their own self-importance. The yeah. days of being able to, you know, talk to that like an Ibrahimovic, a Terry, a Ronaldo, even a Lampard, are, are, are done. I think you can't talk to a Harry Winks like that because no. he's just going to sink into his shell. I think. Kane, Son, Dyer, possibly the only ones. Uh, a yeah. couple of comments before we move on to Justin. Uh, win ratio without Skip is poor. We miss Skip massively. Mr. K has said, uh, Fabrizio Romano has said, Conte is staying till the summer. Romano has spoken. 
Uh, and also the players know it's their fault. It's up to them to perform when they go onto the pitch. They can't hide now. Uh, a lot to digest there, Justin. In terms of what Romano has said, that links on something Danny Kiriakou said in the uh, uh, WhatsApp chats, which is his worry, is that Conte will stay for this season. Levy will then say we're going to try and buy players. Uh, and then we have, you know, deja vu again after the summer where Conte hasn't got the players he wants because the players he wants are too expensive and Levy's got cheap options which don't work. And then after the summer, Conte says, I've had enough of this. I'm out. It won't uh, last that it... long, Chris. It won't last that long. I reckon mm -hmm. if Conte ain't backed by the 1st of June, July, when they go into pre-season, if he hasn't got two or three players in at least that he wants by the 1st of July, I reckon we'll be saying goodbye because... He ain't going to wait till lastminute.com to get the team. No. He wants to work with the team. He wants to make sure that that team has the has his mindset from the 1st of July, the minute they sit on that field for the first set of pre-season. He ain't going to, I don't think he's going to allow this lateminute.com job anymore. No. What would you think, Justin? A few questions. Uh, firstly, your take on the interview. Secondly, do you think Conte's had enough now or do you think he'll wait to the summer? And do you think... If he does wait to the summer, it's at the end of the window, or like Alan says, first day of preseason. I want my team there that I want. Uh, yeah, um, so, a few questions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in terms of the first point, um, one thing I did want to say, which I think very much backs up what he's referring to, is that nine of the players that were in that between starting eleven on the subs bench were there when Pochettino was there. Nine of them. You know, that, that highlights there straight away, you know, Pochettino's been gone now, what, was it like three years, I think, has he gone, been gone? I think he was, you know, and, and we've not um, evolved, you know, the, the players there, you know, have, have been able to accept that mediocrity is acceptable, it's okay, it's fine, because, you know, as long as we are you know, being competitive. And, and, and that I, I remember hearing that in Daniel Levy's interview when he said, we want to be competitive. Well, Norwich, when they came up, wanted to be competitive. You know, <laughs> Burnley want to be competitive. You know, turning around saying being competitive, I, 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 I cut that absolutely wound me up. So I think if you're in the Premier League... Morecambe were competitive with us for uh, they were. vast majority they were. of that game. You know, you know, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, Middlesbrough will be the same. So the fact of it being is, is that he, he's right in what he is saying that, um, you know, a big chunk of those players, you know, have stayed. And, you know, we the, the club have always seemed to take a view of, well, I'll just get someone else in to manage these players and do better with them. You know, the, the club seem to have a view of it's cheaper to sack a manager than it is to rebuild a squad, <laughs> which is where I think, to be fair, is the is what he is saying. You know, in that interview, OK, it, it did come across quite childlike and almost trying to goad the club into sacking him. But I think he came out there and was basically saying, look, unless you change the squad and actually let me build the squad in my shape, you're not going to get any, you're not going to change anything. You're just going to be doing the same thing over and over again. And what will then start to happen is that fans will then actually start to see. And I suppose the one thing we do have to take is that he is highlighting what fans who don't agree with the ownership have been saying all along. 
you know those comments okay were done in a childlike manner but were very true of what people feel what i feel you know it's absolutely right there are players there that you know have, have bottled finals bottled semi-finals bottled champion you know winning the premier league bottled getting into top four you know all kinds of different things bottled against playing against plumbers you know all these different things that the team have bottled and you can only do so much as a manager to to support somebody, but you're not going to turn Harry Winks into Iniesta. You're not no. going to turn Davison Sanchez, you know, into John Terry, as you mentioned earlier. You're not going to turn certain players. You, you're not going to turn uh, Matt Doherty into the greatest right wing back of all time. <laughs> and I think what he's also trying to highlight is the fact of, you know, let's just stop mucking about here and 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 do this um properly in terms of i think it was the second question you asked about will he will he be there till the end of the season i think so i think what he has done though is he's laid out a marker to say look i'll put up with what you did in january but i won't put up with it in the summer and i mean i've had comments from people saying that yeah but the four he let go wouldn't have played you know, it doesn't matter. They may have been on the bench. He may have kept some as an option. They could have potentially been integrated back into the team. You know, I don't think he would have turned around and said, all four of you rot in the reserves and never see um, this, 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 this team again. You know, I don't think that would have happened. Um, and in terms of obviously your final point about, you know, what Conte does, I'm kind of with Alan on that, you know, he is, he's seen what Tottenham did in January. He saw it clear as anything that Tottenham had this idea of just to get the four out and then bring in two people that would, would be what Conte would want. The problem with that, though, was that, as he rightly said, the numbers don't lie. Four went out, two came in. So you are down from that point. But also, as well, he would have seen the shambolic, you know, approach that they took to get Adama Traore. He would have seen the pointless attempt, and I say pointless attempt, to get Luis Diaz. Wouldn't have happened because all that needed to happen was, and what we did was we just did Liverpool a favour by reducing the price, you know. So I think we should get some commission for that, um, you know. But you look at, you know, and I think there was a report that Levy was going to go and complain to Liverpool's hierarchy, like they're going to give a monkeys, you know. In, you you in want to that. be focusing on your team, not someone yeah. getting and, out of many million off. Yeah, and, and the other point as well is you look at what is potentially out there in the freebie market, you know, the, the likes of Dybala, who uh, they put in an offer in at the moment, you know, Kessie's out there. I know that you've got Mbappe and, you know, there are other sort of top ones like that but they're obviously they're not going to come to, to Spurs there's, but there, there's you know. more chance of Tottenham winning the World Cup than Mbappe coming to yes. Tottenham next yes. year you know <laughs> and, and to be fair the only reason there was ever that link was Tom Holland so you know that, that's the reason that ever got linked but you, you, I think he's trying to sort of sit there and say to the club you need to do your business early if there are freebies out there get them now get them signed up get them so I know I've got them you know, rather than, you know, mess about with, you know, people that you might like or you people that you might see or, or things like that, you know. And there are plenty of 
let's not forget out there, you know, there are plenty of players that are going to be out of contract in the summer. So, you know, and I've gone through them. I think there was like some from Inter and some from AC Milan, mm. you know, you know, outside the ones I've mentioned. So he, I think, with his comments, was almost trying to say to the club, get this done early. If you want to change what you're looking to do, get it done early. And I think the, the problem that the owners have got is that they can't, I don't think the, the owners can sack Conte. I don't think they can. I think they actually have to go with this. Because the problem being is, if the owners sack him, who's next? Who actually comes in? Because what you're basically well, I'm, saying... I'm doing well on Football Manager at the moment, so I'll throw my hat in, name in the hat right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, I got down. I got down to the. Um, I got down to the last two when they appointed Nuno. I just. Uh, I, couldn't be, I couldn't be bothered to turn up for the interview, so that's why they gave it to him. But in terms of that, when you look at it and you look at if Conte goes, it is a case of, to be honest. They might as well just put anyone's name in a hat, pull it out and go, yeah, he'll do it. Because it doesn't matter. What they're basically saying is that the business is more important than the football. And that will always be the case. And then what you'll see is just, uh, we've got a nice stadium, but, you know, we we aren't, that stadium isn't for us. We just play in that stadium. Yeah. That sort of makes sense. So, yeah, I think from his comments, it's very much saying to the club, I, I will continue this until either you back me or I go. Simple as that. Yeah, a, a lot of comments here, a few different things. So I'll go through. Dal Denton's two all is what he thinks could be the lead score. Uh, Jay Ashraf uh, saying this game is El Sacchio part two. And I can see him walking away if it's another loss. Uh, which uh, 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 Simply Ace has said, Conte will likely walk if we lose against Leeds. Darrell then says, uh, and half the fan base, Simply Ace agreeing with that. Simply Ace going for 3-1 to Leeds. Conte going potty in the post-match interview. Uh, and Simply Ace earlier as well. Conte's interview, very concerning. Basically calling out the club for not backing managers and that the players in the main are useless. Also happy to go if he's not wanted. And... and Alan, based on just what Justin said there and, and, and what Simply Ace has said there, and I, I've not ever been worried about the newspaper report saying Conte is going to walk because it's newspaper reports. A newspaper in America said that the Queen had died this week because uh, they'd heard from the Royal Kingdom. Uh, newspapers just write any old crap to sell paper. Yeah. When it comes from the man's actual mouth in an interview, th th there's no hiding from that. The, the proof is evident there that he has said that. Whether it's uh, a kind of parlor tricks or whatever but it there's obviously a problem there do, do you see him walking if we lose against Leeds do you think uh, I don't if he doesn't that um the the his calling out there my wife's on more streams than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do, do you see him walking if we lose to Leeds or do you see that no. I mean this is a ridiculous question next I'll warn you Levy will take heed of what he says and change it and do what Conte says. How, how do you see this all ending? Uh, Davil, as well as said, need to try road on over Sessignon. Not sure about know. that, but uh, we'll come back to that in a bit. But yeah, what, go, what do you see being I, the end game of all of this well, Conte stuff? Can I go to bed now and wake up in May and give you the answer? <laughs> you can come back in May and then say, well, I was either right or wrong. Or, you know. I, I tell you, say, I, as I say, as I said when you first asked me about Conti's re uh, reaction, 
scary. You know what I mean? So every game there is going to be a case of other players going to be playing for him, or is he going to be giving it hundred percent to do what? Yeah. As I say, if if he lasts to the end of the season, if he lasts to the end of the season, then we have to back him and we have to do it before that date of July the 1st because that's the way Conte likes to work. He wants to have his squad in place and working and know, know what they've got to do. Yeah. What do you see as the end game, Justin? Do you think Levy will change? Or, uh, another point as well, you mentioned about the three players there. Certainly, Kessie would have been around ten million in in January. They tried though. They tried for him. Yeah, that that's yeah. a typical one because oh, they did. Right. They, I, I will give them the deal on that one. They did want yeah. to because they wanted to avoid the but, likes of Barcelona. Yeah. But, but do, I mean, do, you, do you do you think right that that Champions League is imperative because all of those uh, players you mentioned certainly Dybala, uh, ignore Mbappe. Like I said, there's more chance of us winning La Liga than him coming to us. Dybala, Kessie, they're going to want to play Champions League football, and if even though they're free, and because they're free, not going to be a queue round the round the block, but there's going to be a few clubs interested, and likely one of those will be in the Champions League, and they're likely to go there. Do, do you think missing out on Champions League is huge, or do you think if Kane stays, Conte stays, we've got a bit of pulling power there? Uh, and yeah, well, and, you, and where do you, you see you, this Conte? Comments, well, you make, you, uh, you yeah. asked about whether Levy will change. And I was just looking outside, see if I saw some pigs fly past. Um, and <laughs> in no, fairness no, to me, I did say it was a ridiculous question, but I'm going to yeah. ask it anyway. But I thought I also did have a look, see if Held frozen over, and no, that hasn't either. So, um, in terms of, look, I think from the club's perspective, Champions League was the aim, and I think that's kind of what fitted his his outburst. I think the club said to him. You know, if you get a top four, we will give you everything you want. Um, and I think he's made it perfectly clear. I don't think um, that, that, that Tottenham will get top four. I don't think it will be the be all and end all because, you know, this whole needing to get to be in the Champions Leagues, you know, to attract the best players. I think for certain players, that will probably be true. You know, I think if we were going after the likes of Haaland and Mbappe, then yes, you need to be in the Champions League to be able to do that. But I think one of the things we have to look at as well is, you know, the, the draw of working for Conte is massive. And I think that's, you know, why when you look at you look at Harry Kane's situation, per se, from for, for the year, when he realised that Mourinho was going... He thought, right, okay, I'm not overly happy about it, but I'll see who comes in. When he saw the mess and that they ended up with Nuno, that's when he was like, nah, nah, I don't want to be part of this. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, now that they've got Conte, he's looking at it back similar to that and he's looking at, okay, what are you going to do? And and as I say, I mean, I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've got the list in front of me of, of people who are, you know, going to be out of contract in the summer. And... This whole notion of needing Champions League football, in my mind, I think is just ridiculous because, you know, let's let's look at, say, uh, Celso and Ndombele for a second. They're both playing <laughs> quite well. You know, if Leon get into the top, I think they've got to get in the top three for them. I think they've only got three Champions League spots. But if they get in the top three, they're going to want to keep Ndombele. So, bang, straight away, you've made your money back because they're pretty much... Mm going to buy him back what what they sold him for so there's about 50 odd million quid back in your pocket you know Villarreal 
um, you know, go and get into the Champions League there, you know, they're going to want to sign the Celso. So that's potentially another 50 million quid. That's 100 million quid without putting any money in your pocket. You then talk about players you can sell on and you've got time to do that. You know, if we sell Sanchez for um, a fiver, um, you know, winks, <laughs> you know, for maybe uh, for, for a Snickers or, or a marathon bar, depending if they'll take that. But, you know, something, you know, where you can get these players out and you could generate maybe, dirt, you know, even 50 million quid from players you get out the door. That's 150 million quid straight away. And bear in mind, if Tottenham are, are clever, which they've always said they are, which I don't believe, but if they can be clever, get so, like even if they got three or four free transfers in, you know, that in itself is then massive. That is then in itself turning around and saying, look, we can get you these players who are cheap, won't cost you a lot of money. Um, but what we're then going to do is we're going to go all out and spend big for, for, for someone else. And I think that is when they could go for the likes of Rafinha, um, you know, in that position. Because, I, got, I mean, he's young enough. He fits the, the model. He's played in the Premier League. You know, to me, they could go and, and do something like that that could work. So this, this notion of, of needing Champions League football, and let's not forget, you know, I remember going back to the Martin Yole days where we, it was the Holy Grail to get into the top four. As soon as we got top four, did we then go out and actually start backing the manager? No, we kept all the money back to go and go into a stadium that I'm pretty sure most fans couldn't give a monkey's about. I'd been quite happy to stay at Whitehall Lane. So from, from that aspect, we've had top four before, but we never kicked on. And I think it always takes it back to um, the Liverpool Spurs game at, at Wembley when we battered them 4-1. And it's amazing how one team went upwards and the other team's gone backwards. And, and you wouldn't have said it would be Liverpool going upwards at that point. So I don't think that matters top four. I think it is a case of being smart in the window, getting Deadwood out quickly and then being able to put that money back into the team. I think that will appease Conte and also appease Kane. Because if you sell Kane, it's going to cost a lot of money to replace. Yeah, a couple of comments. Cody Mack in here. Well, well, well. Hi, guys. How you doing, Cody? Uh, thanks so much for the comments and uh, everybody for the comments. Please hit that like. Please hit that subscribe. Simply Ace, Benton Kerr, Kulo came to the club because of Conte. He's the only one, the, the only pulling power we have. A couple of comments from Darren I'll come to in a bit when we talk about lineup versus leads. But um, Alan, in terms of Champions League, like Justin says, do you think we need it? Because I, I think some players, like Justin said, will want that and won't go anywhere if they don't have it. But then there's also the added thing of there's a World Cup in the smack bang in the middle of next season, uh, which players, you know, who, who are on the fringes of their, their 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 nations there will be, well, if I can start playing football for a couple of months, I might be able to force my way in. Um, I mean, the January window is going to be a, a very interesting next season because there will be injuries. There'll be all sorts of stuff going on yeah. for people in the World Cup and, and uh, fatigue and everything like that. But in terms of... Uh, players for the summer do you think we need champions league to track those players or do you think like simply a says we've got conte we'll have kane yeah. or and, and like justin says it's not the be all or end all for some players i think i think champion league is just a bonus in some in some places if you know what i mean with the world cup coming up the only players you might pick out there are players that want to be seen seen more by their international managers you know, like, I don't know whether Dybala plays for 
for Juventus. But you know what I mean? If it meant that he knew he was going to get regular playing time, would he come to? Would he, he's going to want to go to a club where he can play and get regular time to make sure he's in the manager's eye? I mean, the only reason why there's been talk about Bell coming possibly back would be would be because he wants to make sure he's fit if they get there. If he don't, you know, he wants to have fit, and he knows that there's a possibility Spurs might give him a chance, depending on whether Conte would want him. If yeah. if we got Bell and Conte didn't want him, then we got problems again. Yeah, another comment based on that. Bob Spur, how you doing, Bob Spur? Great to see you on YouTube Bobby. channel the other week. Uh, I do think if no Champions League football, it'll be hard to keep hold of Kane, Son and Conte. Romero unlikely to sign up too. I, I, I'm not sure with Conte there because, you know, he obviously went to Chelsea, who were nowhere near that Champions League when he took over. He got them back in. Same with Inter Milan, they were nowhere near. So I, I'm not sure he, he'd he be that bothered uh, yeah, about but that. But it would spend. be next season is... I need to get in the Champions League this season and I need the players that you need to get me the players that here's my shortlist. I need those players. Uh, it'd be very interesting. It'd be very interesting. But again, we're not going to know any of that until the summer. I mean, heaven forbid he leaves before the summer. I mean, that would be absolutely disastrous. Uh, but in terms of the uh, game, yeah, in terms of the game, Justin, for the lineup, uh, Darrell's comments here. Need to try Rodon over Sessignon. And need to start Mora over Kulu uh, to put Leeds on the back foot. Uh, and uh, Mr. K has asked about Bob Spurs a stream. Oh, oh, <laughs> stream hopping. I thought it's a stream happening. Stream hopping. Uh, but brilliant to see Bob Spur on any stream in any capacity. Absolutely superb. But yeah, Justin, Leeds, what would your lineup be? I mean, <laughs> I got asked by a Dan Burnley fan on his channel on Tuesday, what would be your lineup against Burnley? And I said exactly the same 11 that started against City. <laughs> <laughs> and that worked quite well. Um, <laughs> Didn't help with Bentacore, though, did it? Uh, yeah. What would, I mean, obviously, it can't be the same lineup. We've got a couple of injuries there. What would be your lineup? Certainly so in terms me, of the defence and midfield, because the, the attack pretty much sorts itself out. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't agree that Moore should start ahead of uh, Kulusevski. Um, I think actually Kulusevski offered more, um, you know, offers a lot more on that on that right hand side. And I think the problem is if you take Kulusevski out and put Moore in, you're mm. then limiting it to just Emerson. And mm. that, to me, I, I think just leaves us very weak on that side. I think what helped against City was the fact that we weren't so reliant on the left or in the middle. We could spread the ball about and Kulisevsky was getting back when it was needed. So I think the three that we've got need to start. For me, I know I know that he will pick Winks, um, which makes me feel very sad. Um you know, but to me, I would rather have Mora in the, the middle and almost have a mini sort of diamond formation, you know, have a sort of a Hoiberg sitting back and letting Mora push forward if he needs to, sort of in, in that sort of shape. Because I think that way you're still got somebody who's defensively solid. You know, Mora will put a shift in as well and is actually better going forward. But... I mean that the team he had out at half time against Burnley, that will be the team. I I, I know it will. Um, he, he'll go with Winks because of the fact that 
you know, winks. No one like else a, is there if uh, Skip's in. Well, that's, well, that's, that's why, that's, to be honest, that's why I said Mora, sticking Mora in there, because at least that way you've got someone who offers a lot more. You know, if you're just telling him to, you know, do, you know, do a few sort of tricks in the middle and, and then pass the ball forward, he, he will do that. You know, um, you know, in terms of Winksy or what Mr. K calls him, I won't repeat. But, um, you know, in terms <laughs> of, you know, w Wings, I, I just think he is very, he's just below what Spurs need. And, you know, to me, I think by sort of just having more in there and then that same 11, you, you kind of have more of an attacking prowess across the whole of the pitch and you then take away the need for you know to Kane to drop as deep as he sometimes does or if he does drop deep that Mora pushes on you know you could do it like that that they could flick between each other and you and you, and you have something like you know if, if Mora is gonna um push forward you could then have Hoiberg sitting back and then Kane drops in sort of into the middle part and you do something like that that to me I think offers more of a, a variety but in terms of the wing backs i think they are going to be what we've got because they're the best of what we've got sadly you know center backs apart from davies you know but we haven't got anybody better so again it will be those you know larice and goal and then yes yeah, son uh kane and and kulisevsky because i don't think um Conte is brave enough to drop Son for, for Bergvine because that could be another yeah. option as well. Actually take him out of the firing line, give him give him a break. But I think he'll want to go all guns blazing to try and match up against um you know against Leeds, basically. Yeah, well I think I think with Son on paper, there's goals in this game for us mm. on paper. Uh Davil said, uh, can't see Session on playing after last game. Mr. K said uh, Mora can play in the number 10 slot, three, four, one, two. Uh, and uh, Alan, uh, what would be your lineup there? Um, um, uh, with well, Kulisevsky, I do agree with um, Justin there. In the, in the City game, he showed a lot more discipline, I think, than Moore in tracking back and helping out, which yeah. I don't think Moore has. And Mr. K's yeah. given us our, his formation there. Yeah, Hugo, he's got Romero, one too many Dyer players. Davies. Sorry, he's got twelve. He's got twelve players in there. Oh, one, right, okay. two, if you look, if you can, if you. If, Three, four. Five, yeah, seven, but I think uh, well, uh, yeah, Reggie or Se Reggie. Oh, yeah, but no, but if you Reggie or Emerson, Hoiberg, Wanky, I'm not sure who. I'm not sure who Wanky is. We obviously signed him. <laughs> obviously, uh, Mr. K is not a fan of Winks. Uh, Decky, I'm assuming that's Kulu. Son, Kane, and then Mora would be nice. Uh, yeah, I think he's referring to Mora yeah. instead of the yeah. the other player that. And we simply Ace's team is Loris, Romero, Dyer, Rodon. Reggion, that obviously uh, depends on whether um, he, he's he's back from COVID. Bergvine, Hoiberg, Mora, Kulu, Sun, Kane. So I'm not sure who's that dropping out. That's uh, Winks dropping out. And Daryl saying play four five one. This wing back stuff isn't working. Uh, what would be your lineup, Alan? Well, uh, I play the start of the second half, like the players there, bar less less Winks. And just play with ten men because he ain't no bloody good to us anyway, is he? So we might as well, we might as well start off with ten men because it's like having ten men with him on it. Yeah. Um, I like... said uh, no wing backs, one midfielder, three one six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Coom, that's the Leeds Coom, formation. Coom, isn't Coom it? The dealers. Coom yeah. must be in their Ciozzi-R dealers formation. <laughs> but um, no, uh, to be honest with you, I'd love to see Harvey White giving a chance. Mm. I'd love to see. It. 
the thing is, we don't seem brave enough to be chucking players in there. Days, I mean, no. I would love to see. I'd love to see um, Scarlett given a chance with Kane, not on his own, like yeah. he's done in the Europa, Europa games, with Kane. So he's got someone experienced to feed off. I'd love to see, yeah, I, I, but I'd love to see uh, Harvey White because everything I've seen of him on clips and this and else, he's got such a beautiful delivery of a ball. So, so would, you be, set would you be putting him in for Benton Kerr then? Yeah, I'd yeah. like to take chance on him. I mean, yeah. uh, I wouldn't mind giving Rode on a chance in in um, in uh, Davis's place because Davis seems to look like he could do a break as well. Um, but yeah, my, my main my main lineup would be what come on on in the second half, Bar Winks. Put put whoever you want in there. Put Telly Tubby in there if you want. Or put <laughs> yeah, just put something in there, but just not Winks. He just yeah. doesn't seem to you know. There's it, it, it one one part of that Burnley game. He looked like he picked the ball up, and he looked like he was just about to surge forward, and then he stopped and went backwards. And I thought, why? Yeah, that, that, that's back to the lack of confidence, Winks, that we saw in the Carabao uh, Cup, where, which he has been looking a bit more confident. Certainly, that that ball that Kane scored against Southampton, which was disallowed, was him passing it forward, yeah. only looking forward. But yeah, I has, don't he know. Put good, has he put in a good performance though since the uh, window closed? Yeah, probably not. Uh, four five one, similar to four two three one. When going forward, Poch Era says, "Mr. K, uh, without a playmaker there." Uh, Pre has said, "Levy stuffed us." Uh, Levy's followed that one with stuffed and posted over over a slow fire. Dan THFC, how are you doing, Dan? Loris Romero Davies, Dyer Doherty, Sessignon, Hoiberg, Winks, Kulusevski, Harry Son, and Kulu is a number ten. Uh, yeah, I do agree, Harvey. What you know? How do you know how you've said Conte? The players aren't good enough. How do you know the other players aren't good enough if you don't give them a chance? But yeah, he's unlikely to do that. I think it'll right. be. I'd say the tried and tested it hasn't been tested very well, but the tried and tested formation and players that he knows. Uh, so yeah, uh, and Coover uh, said uh, Levy has still had his fist up the cockerel, looking for loose change. Uh, so we'll end with this. Uh, I can't give a score prediction because uh, it tempts too much fate. Although at this moment in time, <laughs> what's the point? Uh, but I'll still stick with it. But I'll go Spurs win. I think Kane and Son will be too much for Leeds defence, uh, even though we'll concede a goal. So I, I will give a score. I'll go 3-2, same as City. Uh, Justin, predictions for you? Yeah, I said on the All Things Tottenham show, uh, 3-1. So, from what I've seen and what I think Leeds will do, uh, they will score. But I think we'll just, um, you know, have enough to, to you know, deal with it. And they'll keep coming even at 2-1. So, I think, yeah, it'll be 3-1 Spurs. Yeah. And Alan, predictions for the game? I hate these things. I really hate doing <laughs> these. Well, miss, I mean, miss, well, miss I was on Spurs. Spurs. Uh, I was Spurs. I was on Spurs Eurasian the other day, and I said, "Look, I'm fed up with doing these." I said, "I'm just going to predict one nil, one nil Burnley, because because then that, <laughs> that way we might win." And yeah, guess what? Al, I well, right. Al, Alan wins. Alan wins. Yeah. Uh, and Dana <laughs> said, "Doherty is better on the ball, so I prefer him in this one to Emerson." Uh, Coover, you know what they say, small hands, black heart, referring to Levy. Uh, Nicholas Collinson, same with you, Justin. 3-1, not, oh, <laughs> not sure who to. So, I, I, I think uh, 
the bit where Alan's wrong is uh, there's a nil in there. I think both teams will score. I, I can't yeah. see this anyone oh, keeping a clean sheet here. Hopefully yeah. Spurs can win, but I, I, I'm going to commit to not coming on Monday on here and then saying we're back in the top four race because I think that's done. Uh, yeah, although, you know, <laughs> no, no, if, it's a, if it's a handsome win, <laughs> who knows what will happen. Right. It's what Spurs do to us, but... Uh, yeah, it's been great talking to you guys. Uh, thanks so much, Alan, for coming on on your debut. Uh, yeah, uh, Shelfside Spurs, your channel. Uh, people who have watched this regularly know Vez, who's been on, who's on the same yeah. same channel. Uh, the Twitter handle, uh, your, your your personal Twitter handle, and the uh, 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 YouTube link are in the description. But right. for anyone who doesn't know about Shelfside Spurs, uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, as I say, Shelfside Spurs, I, I, I'm quite a newbie to them. Uh, they 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 got me on there, and, you know, paid me fortunes to go on, but I couldn't take I couldn't take I couldn't take the money I couldn't take the money I said no lads no no lads you keep it, but anyway no um as I said, I've been a new I'm a newbie to it but they've uh, I've been renamed Alatici they've re- renamed it. <laughs> I've 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 managed to get us I managed to get us I don't know if any, any of you boys see it a few weeks ago we had Mickey Hazard come on. I managed to get that done for us. And then I've come flying out the traps with, we've got uh, Stevie Perriman next week. So, yeah. Make make sure you head over there, uh, hit like, hit subscription, and make sure you watch that one with Steve Perriman as well. And Justin, uh, thanks so much for coming on again. Uh, No channel for you, but you're regularly on uh, a few channels, I believe. Yeah, I mean, the main one that I do is the uh, All Things Tottenham uh, show. As I said, now just gone on to YouTube, was a podcast, but now it's on YouTube as well. So hopefully you've enjoyed what I've said on here. And obviously, if you want to have a, a look at that as well, then please do so. Um, but yeah, as I said, when I get a chance, obviously, I'm happy to join join yourself on this. And and as I said, yeah, join join others just to, to talk about the wonders of supporting this club that we love. Yeah, I'd love to hate as well because they are frustrating at time. But yeah, all all things Tottenham, I'll make sure to put that in the description as well. So check that out as well. Uh, Last few comments. Uh, Dan has said 4-2 Tottenham. Not sure my heart could cope with that one. No, I said (laughs) 3-2, so it's not that much different. Uh, Simply Ace, great show. Thanks so much for your support and all the comments. Dan said top four is over. Thanks, guys, for Mr. K. Uh, Nicholas Collinson, uh, we're talking about Levy again. I won't repeat that one. Uh, Mr. K said, what's top four? It's that mythical land. If you've ever watched the film Waterworld, it's the mythical land that is dry land. Very similar, something completely unattainable. Uh, Mr. Uh, Nicholas Collinson saying, you lie. I'm not sure who he's talking I think about that was there. to me. I think that was to me about oh, right. my, my transfer <laughs> fee onto his shelf side. <laughs> uh, Mr. K's given us a realistic ambition, which is Eurovision top four. Uh, you know... We haven't got that many Englishmen here. Englishmen don't do well in Eurovision, but we've got quite a few (laughs) European players. They do quite well. Uh, As it is now from Darrell, I'm not sure what that means as well. Uh, Levy a small hand, so everyone gets a hold of it. Looks like a big prick, according to uh, Coover. (laughs) Should have read that first and pre-read that one. (laughs) 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 We will struggle to make top 10, says Simply Ace. Uh, Mr. K, we have have a chance. I'm sure Wanky is a great singer. (laughs) Uh, not a fan of how he winks. Just a tad uh, not, no. Simply ace. I disagree, says Kuva. I reckon we can fully deserve a 10th place finish. Uh, 
Yeah, Daniel Levy doesn't watch this, so he won't have seen that comment anyway. Uh, <laughs> he, won't, he doesn't watch any Spurs. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere near social media. His ears will be absolutely burning spies. on all of them if he watches yeah, any of them because they're all not yeah, spies there. about him. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, last couple of comments. Uh, Nicholas Collinson, Alatici, come on, a boss man. Oh, come on, a Bosman. Sorry, come on, a Bosman. I do apologize. Yeah. And they Mr. K forgot. <laughs> Levy out. Uh, so thanks to Alan. Thanks to Justin. Thanks to everybody in the comments. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. It really helps. Then go into the descriptions. Get a shelf size Spurs, all things Tottenham. Do the same thing there. Be back on Monday after hopefully a win, you know, which will then open up the top four race again. Only joking. <laughs> I think we're out of it now. I can't be keep, I can't be doing this every week, you know, on a Monday coming on saying top four's back on Friday going top four's dead. I can't be doing it. So it's like that I'll, song, isn't it? The hokey cokey. <laughs> yes, top it. four's on, the top four's out. <laughs> on in out, yeah. in out, shake it all about. Yeah. And now we're down to seven. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Hopefully something positive to talk about and a good win against Leeds. But until then, come on, you Spurs. Levy out. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!